0: Hello, and welcome to Shaken and Stirred. It's a James Bond rewatch podcast for diehard 00s and franchise first-timers alike. My name is Evan Atkinson, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Alex Dougherty. Alex, how the hell are you?
1: I'm doing quite well. I'm eating some pasta that you made for us. Having a grand old time. Yeah,
0: this is. Uh, yeah, this is a little bit more home style than most of these. Mm-hmm. Usually, we are feverishly looking through Uber Eats as we illegally pirate. Yep. <laughs> a James Bond movie. We're watching this on. We're watching this on Amazon Prime. I cooked. We're drinking lime. Something. There's a there's a chill in the air. It's is something's different. Adulted. Is this adult? I think it is. <laughs> We are watching a view to a kill.
1: A view to a kill. I thought it was a view to kill, like a good sightline to kill. Oh,
0: like looks that kill, kind of. Mm Like this is this is. I'm imagining the scene with a sniper scope. Yeah, uh, when you can. It's a view to a kill. Ignore. We're looking at the Amazon Prime description now. Ignore that. Okay. You. We need to guess what this movie's about. I'll let you look at the picture. There's a woman who looks like Princess Diana in front of men in wigs.
1: Okay, a view to a kill. I think this is going to be... I'm getting we're going to be up in the air. I think that we're going to be on a mountain at some point. I think we're going to be at the top of whatever was a tall building at the maybe that like the Eiffel Tower might mm. inclining us to say Dubai but I don't know if, I don't know if we were operating Dubai was same level Dubai was
0: not things. around in the 80s <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh that is a fact I'm imagining and I'm thinking we're going to I think we might go to France I'm getting
0: getting French old. vibes Yeah we're also joined by our special guest returning for what I am I'm, I'm bad at remembering but I'm realizing is her second James Bond movie of all time It's another Roger Moore flick. It's Claire Melbourne. Hey. Hey, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) feel A strong start for a special guest. Pretty... Are you excited to watch this?
2: I'm just excited that we're here and that we're doing stuff, you know? That we have something
0: to do. I'm excited to have an activity, too. I'm thrilled that it is a veto kill. What if I told you that this is widely regarded as the worst James Bond movie of all time?
2: All right, we'll see. Because... This is my second one.
0: Yeah. So this And it could be so bad. It's funny kind of thing.
1: How could it be bad? How could Um, it be the worst? Yeah, we've already seen the worst. Could it be worse than a one where he's dressed up as a a scholar and just hung out with a bunch of women for two hours?
0: Yeah, there was one movie. It was two and a half hours. It was like the longest one. And two of those hours were him talking about genealogy to a bunch of stereotypes. And also his voice was dubbed. So he didn't do most of the acting. It was
1: crazy. Yeah, he was just there. Wow, uh, his voice was done.
0: Yeah, he was in disguise so well, he adopted another actor's voice. Oh my God. And they were like, we have to make it so that everyone knows he's acting super hard.
1: What year is it from?
0: Like 1970-something. That's beautiful. It's before 85.
1: I did not realize that this, I'm reading the description of the movie. I didn't think this existed at the time.
0: Well, the okay, here's the description that we can see. Uh,
1: Silicon
2: Valley existed in 85?
0: In pursuit of new computer super chips, Bond uncovers a plan which could destroy Silicon Valley and the West's computer industries. So I think this is this is kind of related to current events with President Biden's chips bill. At least I think this is probably yeah. Biden's understanding of computer chips is from this movie. Oh, um, Claire, you know a little bit of of the of the plot of this movie but i want to know from you what do you think is going to happen where are we going to go outside of silicon valley because i know the plot of this movie i can tell you we do go outside of california
2: well of course we do all i know right now is california this is giving england i like the french idea because it's i like that you mentioned she looked like Princess Diana, and I think that's going to be, like, a theme in some way. Like, I think we're going to have some striking women's fashion a little there bit in here. Big
0: choices. She's wearing an ascot, which is already buck wild.
2: Yeah, women wearing, like, men's clothes for the first time.
0: Okay. Pants.
2: A view to a kill. What did they care about in 1985? I'm just going to stick to it. It's a lot in London.
0: Oh. Yeah. Uh, two things I want to talk about. One. Amazon Prime does four adjectives to describe each movie. The ones for this one are suspense, adventure, intense, and strange. What the fuck is strange? Which is crazy. so good that it's just like, this one's going to be kind of weird.
2: Why?
0: So get excited for that. The other one that I want to call out is I forgot. So let's just watch the movie. It does Oh, it's got an IMDb 6.3. Have you seen his one? I know the broad beats of the story. I will give you all this spoiler, which I think I might have given you before. The villain is Christopher Walken, which oh. is pretty fucking exciting.
1: That's awesome. All that right. immediately makes us better.
0: We're going to watch this movie and come back in an hour. Nope, oh, 132 minutes. Do that math. You think? Two hours and 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah, buckle up. <laughs> We're gonna let you know what happened when we're a little bit more shaken, a little bit more stirred. Toodaloo. And we're back. We watched we watched the whole dang movie.
2: See then that it sounds like in the podcast that we just we just blinked and the movie was over. Oh, so fast.
1: Yeah, as if we didn't go the whole length of the world and somehow deal with, like,
0: oil. Here's the thing. I think off rip, this movie is one of the best and also one of the slowest.
1: Yeah, I don't understand it being one of the worst because I've for sure seen worse.
0: I've seen a lot worse. I've seen a lot more boring. They've been very boring. Yeah. This one at least had, there was a boring This was boring. But there was enough, duh happening Mm -hmm. that i was like hell yeah yeah
1: the the they were on left compelling folks they just decided to take some weird routes after a little bit but you could have had at least a portion of this that was fine
0: let's let's talk about what this movie was about alex in in your fastest plot recap Mm -hmm. what happened in this movie
1: all right what happened in this movie so we have james bond going skiing around town in siberia he finds a dead body he finds a locket he finds a chip in the locket. He leaves after a big, big fight, ends up discovering that this chip has the capacity to kill a bunch of other chips, or maybe the Russians are now going to kill all the chips. He finds a way to figure
0: that out after getting this chip. Let me stop you. So, <laughs> so basically, there's a, there's a flaw in microchips where if you detonate like an EMP or a very specific thing in upper Brand. atmosphere... It'll shut off all microchips except for one type of microchip that Zorin played ba, ba, ba. by Christopher Walken in the sexiest performance we've seen thus far. A thousand percent. Uh, that microchip can withstand whatever blackout would happen. So, this is yep. the forever microchip or whatever. He owns all of them. Ba, 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 ba. James Hahn, find this special microchip in Siberia. Alex, continue.
1: Well, he relates him to go to a horse race. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. And at said a horse race, he ends up seeing the bad man Zorin and his sexy assistant Grace Jones, yep. i.e. Mayday. And he, they he sees that they have a horse that does really, really well, and everyone's like, that horse should not have won. They he decides to look into this more. Stays at their house, which happens to be a very French, fancy French home. Well, after seeing a pretty crazy butterfly thing, uh, watching a uh, mayday kill somebody with a fly fishing thing, then ending up in the Eiffel Tower where that happens. Anyways, wait, all right. <laughs>
0: Let's let's pause. Uh, unlike any of these movies that we've ever talked about, I actually want to go scene by scene with this. Yes. <laughs> There's so much shit that happens that's interesting. You hit the
1: fastest.
0: No, you go the fastest. I go the slowest. <laughs> this is our, like, back and forth.
1: Okay, okay. And, Claire,
0: course. you just jump in whenever you want.
2: Mm, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you
0: can get a hand on this ball at any point. But I think, let's start about the top. There's that, we're in Siberia. Oh. Yeah. There's a ski. The Roger Moore Bond films have been absolutely jam-packed with ski chases uh, horny for him horny for him the 70s and 80s were all about skiing apparently there is according to this movie the invention of snowboarding yeah when they play california dreaming while he's snowboarding because the closest i guess proxy they had to that was surfing so they're like he's surfing on snow what a crazy guy play a certain it was it was absolutely nuts James Bond gets into an iceberg submarine with another beautiful woman who he fucks all the way around the world back to England I guess for five days Mm -hmm. or maybe to Alaska I think he said to Alaska he said it's a five day trip between Siberia and Alaska which no, it's not. That especially not according
1: to Sarah Palin.
0: Yeah, Sarah Palin told me that it's, in <laughs> fact, very close. Very, very close. Between Alaska and Siberia. We go to this horse race like Alex mentioned, but what you didn't mention is that all of MI6 got to go. Yo, there was a party. Including Q and Moneypenny attending this horse race. Moneypenny just having a good day. It's right? Like her work field trip is That's this her
1: part. retirement movie because i've i've thought that every movie should be her retirement movie. no offense to her no offense to her she's
0: beautiful she's aged beautifully mm-hmm.
1: but when is she going to rest
0: yes well the tough thing is she's of age for roger moore and roger moore looks like a walking. he corpse.
1: needs to be rested <laughs>
0: He is. he's 57 at the time our parents been.
1: are gonna love to listen to that our didn't. only listeners. He's, he's 57 at that time, which means that he has the body of a seven year old. Yeah, 1885. Yeah. 57 is different than 2022. <laughs> he couldn't go on the Appalachian Trail. They didn't yeah. have that. Uh, he would die. <laughs> I, my
0: my dad is 54 with a chronic illness, and he is, in fact, much more.
2: Than yes.
0: Than dad, dad, my, my dad can
2: absolutely <laughs> play Bond
0: right yeah. now. Then we but. get to Paris. Paris is where James Bond goes to meet an informant named Aubergine, which is French for... Eggplant. Yes. He goes to meet Eggplant. Eggplant (laughs) gives him really no information.
2: I think that the two words I know in French happen in this movie, and it's Aubergine and Papillon.
0: Eggplant, butterfly.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Those are really great
0: words. They go to the Eiffel Tower where there's a butterfly show, which is just a woman, like, whistling or whispering to a bunch of butterflies on fishing poles. I could talk about that for like an hour. Yeah, we love the 80s.
2: She was kind of whistling at him.
0: She was whistling. Mm-hmm. But like, would you pay for that?
1: No, nah, no. I mean, but if I had all the money in the world and I'd just be sitting, you'd be paying for sitting and at the, the top iPhone top power. IPhone, yeah, hour. Yeah. And then you just happen to get a fucking butterfly lady. Like that, sh- that show, that show is nothing. Mm-hmm. But
0: you're in the 80s. But like, I'm imagining the writers of this movie being like, we need to kill off Aubergine somehow. It'd be fun if it was a part of a show. Like, maybe it's like during the the opera singer hits her high note, hit him with a blowgun. And instead it's like she whistles at butterflies on fishing poles. And one of the fishing poles actually has a hook in it. Yep. And stabs him in the cheek so hard he dies. Ah. Love that Grace Jones kills him. Base jumps off the Eiffel Tower. Fishing pole kills Aubergine. Grace Jones base jumps off the Eiffel Tower, and James Bond takes takes chase in a car. Pretty sick car scene, honestly. The car keeps getting cut in half every time he does something. He like jumps something, and the car gets convertibleized, cut in half. And then he does another thing and it cuts cut in half vertically. Mm -hmm. And it's just the front two we And
1: then he just like fucking falls into a whole boat behind her. Like he does an awful job trying to find this
0: woman. He does a really bad job. Ends up going to, like you said, Paris horse mansion party. Mm -hmm. Meets Jenny Flex. Hot, hot woman. Who just kind of disappears pretty quickly. Meets Dr. Montmer, who is a German scientist somehow involved in horse racing. As one does. We find out later that he is a Nazi doctor who experimented on giving steroids to pregnant women to make super genius baby, But the babies all came as super geniuses and psychopaths.
1: Or as they like to say, psychotics.
0: Psychotics, which is just anyone (laughs) with any mental condition. So we're trying to figure out what. Zoran kind of wants to do. Oh, yeah, that's Zoran. That's Zoran. Zoran one of those babies. Psychotic super baby. Yeah. A lot, a lot happens. We go on a Zeppelin. We go on a horse steeplechase race.
1: Yeah, he tries to escape them and goes on a very long winded way to escape them. A long all. escape
0: journey. But then he ends up finding oil. So we end up in San Francisco. This is where the plot We're it,
2: only in San Francisco. Yeah, what, like what's going on?
0: ultimately supposed to take place. I think there was there was a oh, mid, there's a middle point of the plot where Bond gets to San Francisco and he has to figure out what the actual plot of the movie is because yes. it's not been about racehorses this entire time.
1: Well, he tries to follow the lady that got a big buyout for some reason at this party he was out at the horse racing thing. That lady ends up living in an empty, weird house, and these guys are attacking her. Turns out she's a super geologist and knows a bunch about, like, where oil is. And I guess Zorin really needs this oil for his super cool chips or maybe just the area where she was studying.
0: It's just the area. The area,
1: yes. So he blow it up because he needs it to be over the San Andreas
0: line so that he
1: can flood Silicon Valley so that he can own all the chips.
0: Here's my theory. Mm -hmm. You can take the entire middle hour out of this movie and the plot still makes sense. Oh, for sure. Basically, it starts, Zorn explains his plot minute like 35 Mm -hmm. when he's on that Zeppelin. He just goes, we control all the microchips. The only other place making these microchips is Silicon Valley. We need to get rid of Silicon Valley. And then it cuts to James Bond going like, what does geology have to do? Like, it, there's so much time spent on figuring out the how yep. he's going to destroy Silicon Valley. And it's just geology and, like, the bureau- bureaucratic politics of geology survey. But
1: actually, it turns out it actually wasn't even that. They found out by accidentally breaking into his office and finding a map room that just shows the fact that they were going to blow up. An area that was going to flood the Silicon Valley. Yeah. Like everything she explained about oil and shit mattered. Like not Not at all. all. Like it all led to just like seeing a map and being like, oh, that's what they were going to do.
0: There was like they spent. Probably five minutes, which in the movies, five minutes is an insane amount of effort Mm -hmm. on explaining like the most granular details of just like he's trying to sink Silicon Valley. We burn up City Hall. There was a movie like four movies ago where a guy tried to flood the earth and they spent like maybe a 16th of the time explaining how that was going to work. He was like, the water's just going to get bigger. Anyways, (laughs) Bond, fuck this woman. He's like, I hate that we're in space. That's this movie. This one involved details on the the porousness of the soil surrounding San Jose and a geological survey of, (laughs) of the California coast. Don't care about it. Don't care about why you might need to pump salt water into something. This one feels like, and I don't know the veracity of this, but this feels like they tried to adapt a book pretty accurately.
2: Definitely. Like
0: there's parts of a book. Like I read the book for Moonraker and there's a lot of Moonraker with like setting up the science of what's going to happen, but it's a book. So I'm like, this makes sense.
1: Mm -hmm. It like feels like it's made for Ian. Yes. We didn't need it here.
0: Yeah, no, this is a movie. And the last movie was James Bond dressed as a clown trying to disable a bomb hidden in a circus car. Like, yeah, (laughs) which was bad. This movie, I think, is better than that, but.
1: Shockingly. We
0: get to that later. All that said, we get to San Francisco. There's a big fight. There's a bomb that is diffused. And James Bond ends up on a Zeppelin fighting Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken falls to his death. There's After the, running
1: into the whole ass Golden Gate Bridge.
0: Yes. James Bond kind of lassos the Zeppelin to Golden Gate Bridge to keep it from moving. Blows up the Zeppelin. Stay safe. There's a weird ending. The ending is kind of abrupt. And I want to hear what Claire thinks about it.
2: I would say I was grateful for it.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, you're done. Okay. <laughs> like, the, the ending of this movie is basically like, it, it ends like any normal Bond movie. And then for some reason, James Wan just doesn't inform anybody. of any- Normally, they're like, we found Bond. He's fucking in the ocean on a boat. And this one was like, we don't know where he is. And they cut to Moneypenny, and she's weeping. She's mourning his death. All I know is a Zeppelin ran into the Golden Gate Bridge. I guess he like, walks down it.
1: I literally, I guess so. How did that actually work?
0: Anyways, he ends up safe. He kisses the geologist. They shower together, Nick. They shower together, He Q discovers it because he's a little perv and he has a little... He was bro. in it with. And he goes, oh, 007's getting nasty. And then it ends. That's our send-off to Roger Moore as James Bond.
1: No wonder he wanted out of there. And
0: then it just cuts to a photo of the Golden Gate Bridge and credits. I'm tough. There's no, like... Oh, James, blah, blah. It's just like, he's fucking blah, like, it's just <laughs> there. Yeah. It was, it was really rough. But interesting movie overall. Let's talk about the theme song, mm-hmm. Ran Duran. I uh, liked it. A View to Kill. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, especially after the most recent ones. I feel like they've been we've boring. had We've had some stinkers recently. This one was very fun to me. Any thoughts
1: on the song? Mm-hmm. It was good. It was. Yes, intro title was weird, but it always is. Yeah.
0: I don't want to ask you any more questions about this. I have thing. things to say. What do you have to say?
2: I was going to talk about the research that I did.
0: Talk about the research, <laughs>
2: please. <laughs> I'm going to say that I understand these movies a little bit better. I think I realized that they don't take themselves that seriously. I tend to think things are a joke, but I do kind of think that this this movie, these movies are a joke a little bit. Definitely. And they know that. Yeah. And I, I think, think I get that now. I, I thought that they were taking each other seriously.
0: But you did some research and it said the contrary.
2: About taking No, not necessarily. It so, was, no, no, no. It was that they wanted David Bowie to play Zorin, Christopher Walker's character. But he had concerns about it being... He didn't necessarily say it'd be too campy, but he said it'd be too much like Batman or something, which was campy at the like, 1960s Batman. So he said he didn't want it to be like that because he was a Bond fan. So he didn't.
1: like It already was camp, but he would
2: make
0: it into high camp. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. But like, God yeah, imagine. Like, imagine uh, OK, Chris, because there's already it, a lot like, of flamboyant role. Christopher Walken, I think, crushed it. Mm-hmm. One yeah. of the better Bond villains we've had. So I long. loved him. He I was could go really for day. good. I will get to he it. He was amazing. But Bowie. Mm-hmm. I feel like we missed out on Increasing. having a David Bowie Bond villain. Yeah. That's so good.
1: But I could see that. I could see him trying to sit like thinking
0: that it would be kind of turn into like a caricature. I feel like, honestly, I feel like Walken was doing a Bowie. Yeah. A little bit. But he wasn't Bowie, which is couldn't sell it as much as Bowie would. We, need, uh, we needed sexy androgyny, mm-hmm. which I was getting a little bit of, but not enough. Mm. But that would have been crazy. Also, I loved what Christopher Walker was up to, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Duran Duran's theme song, Incredible. Alex, what are your highlights and lowlights? Great question.
1: My highlight, just as a whole, is going to be
0: Mayday. Yeah, uh, Grace Jones.
1: Definitely one of the best things that could have happened. I have a list of things that Grace Jones can do in this film.
0: What's she doing?
1: Horse training, yes. fly fishing tricks, skydiving. She does fully jump off of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Has kinky sex, moves quick,
0: and can push <laughs> an entire car. That's that's my Tinder profile. <laughs> Uh, kill a
1: man with her hands. Kill. Well. Yeah, she she has the highest kill rate in terms of people.
0: Like kills everybody. Everybody with the
1: James Bond she gets rid of, which really just shows a thing or two about how bad James Bond is in terms of protecting anybody. That's true. That's true. But no real Bond girls died. It was mainly all of his pals.
0: Wait, did you did you put in there that she can pick a grown man up above her head horizontally? At I did not. Nah. She she, the horse, picks, yeah. she picks a guy <laughs> up training. she's like <laughs> Olympic lifting him above her. Claire and I watched the Latvian strongman championships yesterday mm-hmm. and it felt a lot like that. Definitely. She just kind of yeets him above her head. Definitely. That was amazing. She was
1: wearing nothing but good fits. Like you had open backs on everything, including robes. Sooty. Like it was it felt like I was watching a Vogue photo shoot every time with
0: a real power. It was very powerful. Now, I would say highlight. I mean, honestly, yeah, Grace Jones is killing it. I think Roger Moore kind of aged into himself in this movie mm-hmm. in a way that maybe I was like, he's old and I'm scared for his bones. But at the same time, like he looks more convincing than he did in the past couple. The stunts I thought were great. There's some really good practical stunts in this one. Definitely. The biggest highlight. Is Christopher Walken for me? He was sexy. He was sexy. He was convincing. He just like he acted in a way of like James Bond hits him with a one liner, and normally like the villain has a one liner back, mm-hmm. or like a or they go, "Oh no!" But he, Christopher Walken just kind of shrugs a little bit and goes, like, "Like laughs yeah, at him." Yeah, he's like, "That was fucking weird." Like he's reacting like anyone would if somebody hits you with a quip. Yeah. And you're like threatening them at gunpoint. He's like, what the what the fuck are you doing?
1: Yeah, that's the, like the whole thing that James Bond is able to do is watch a murder happen and then be able to say, yeah, like, that's it. really funny. Yeah. And then the enemy does, in fact, do that. Yeah, <laughs> and It's like the worst thing ever. I mean, he does turn on everyone that has ever loved him. But yeah. other than that, he, he was. I a mean, king. he is the villain yeah that's fair but great fits and kinky i said in all caps Mm
0: -hmm. any any other highlights or lowlights
1: i would say something that i thought was just kind of interesting was this one kind of reminded me of older bond movies in the sense where it didn't feel like there was a like um like you know we got this weird kind of educational bits there weren't like fancy cars that were like classic like bond yeah i don't know it still felt a little a lot more like kind of like the mid-Bond movies that we
0: watched are just kind of funny. It's weird. I think like the Roger Moore Bond movies have kind of had this like feeling of they're trying to step away from like Sean Connery's Bond established a this is a Bond movie. Mm-hmm. This is the character. These are the things he likes. He loves his 53 Dom Perignon. Mm-hmm. He loves it like he's very specific yeah, think. about
1: everything. Yeah,
0: or his bollinger fifty seven which he mentions in this movie, but like he has his things, and he always hits on them every movie mm-hmm. and then in the Roger Immortal ones it's it's he's a little less predictable. he's kind of like a just a guy, and I wonder if that's like a kind of like a Game of Thrones season eight situation of like they got past the books, and they're like, okay, let's actually base this on other things that are popular right now, yeah, yeah. And he he got he doesn't really have like a thing except for like like women facial facial actions mm-hmm. like Roger Moore is very more animated, I think, in his in his reactions to things. But it's I don't know. It's I, I think it's until you get to and we'll find out. But I think until you get to Daniel Craig, the idea of like a classic James Bond has not been established enough and nostalgia isn't as much of a currency mm-hmm. until like the 2000s. Yeah. Because like you get things now, like you can get, you could sell a movie off of Remember When, like in a trailer for a new Ghostbusters movie, they show the Ghostbusters car and they're like, I'll go see that they have the original car in it Mm -hmm. or like oh I can't I can't believe in Avengers he does this thing in the comic and they're doing it again yeah in the movie and it's like I think these movies are not far enough removed from the original Bond movies yeah and they're still like trying to figure it out and I think you get to Dan and Craig and you get like we're doing our own thing but we get easy points for nodding to what people think of as a Bond thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because,
0: like, the statistical breakdown of how many movies have an Aston Martin in them is not... Really low. Not nearly as much as I thought it would be. No,
1: yeah. It's it's weird to have the ideas of what a Bond movie is and then watch them and be like, I I wonder when it, like, really starts. It, like, doesn't feel as, like, I don't know, put together. I don't know. When you talk about it, there's like seven things that you always see. There's yeah. like No fancy electronics in this one.
0: Yeah. No. No it was gadget just, thing. It was just a regular he, old. He just though. has a horny robot. Mm-hmm. That's about it.
1: And he's the only one who gets to use it. Yeah. Like, Bond doesn't even get it.
0: No, that's true. Bond uses zero gadgets. Literally. literally. He just kind of. People it,
1: use gadgets on him.
0: He, damn. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm I'm curious about that. I wonder when we're gonna see the switch of like. The franchise folds in on itself. Yeah. Wow. I
1: can see like Pierce Brosnan... Well, I feel like when advertising becomes more of a thing, they
0: could be like the There's going to be Bond. more
1: yeah. like taglines and shit. That's
0: true. I could see that.
1: Mad Men kind yeah. of mentality, even though that happened in, in the, the 60s. 60s. <laughs> it's fine.
0: I, low lights for me, that entire. 45-minute period where it was just kind of slow pacing of walking around the San Francisco city hall trying to talk to a geologist. Even the fire was boring. You cut that. You cut all of that. That's not a James Bond movie. That was a separate movie that was put in the middle of this. Mm-hmm. There her... was,
1: uh, the cop chase scene was kind of wild and cool, I guess. Cool. The fire truck scene was cool,
0: but it, it was after it? a lot of nothing. Yeah. I don't know. Claire, any highlights and lowlights?
1: My lowlights
2: are the, the, the length and girth of this movie, mm-hmm. as we've mentioned. And my highlights are the, the stunt. I really wish that would never go away. I wish all movies still did real stunts and sets like that. That's pretty cool.
0: We should watch a Jackie Chan movie. Okay. It's all stunts, no filler.
1: Yeah, it's like you just watch him, like, actually jump out of a building. You're like, oh.
0: And then you stay through the <laughs> and credits. And you
1: act, too?
0: <laughs> the credits is just him being like, I broke my leg three times trying to do this. This isn't
1: even a fake leg. This is the,
0: yeah, this is the, 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 a cast trying to do the same stunt. It's, I think you'd like it. Alex, what was your best Bond moment? This is our farewell to Roger Moore. More importantly, what's your best Roger Moore yeah. Bond moment? I think mine yeah. was, and this is funny because my parents mentioned this line when Claire and I visited them recently. We were, but my mom was like, my favorite James Bond line is in some movie, I forget what it is, but a woman gets into a hot tub and James Bond turns up the jets and mm-hmm. she goes, oh, the bubbles tickled my... And then he presses play on a record or on like a Tchaikovsky thing. She goes, Tchaikovsky. And I thought that was... Just like a very James Bond line to be like, but especially in this era when he's kind of too old to fuck convincingly Mm -hmm. of just like a little bit of sexual innuendo without him having to do the actual sex. I thought that was very Roger Moore Bond. Definitely. I,
1: I have to say for sure the fact that he manages to fuck in a boat within five minutes of the movie.
0: Yeah.
1: He's he's in an iceberg. And have sex with a woman. That goes away, right away. I Karate sex.
0: Oh, yeah. My notes are pretty buck wild on this. Jenny Flex, karate <laughs> sex. Dr. Mortimer has a monocle. He says it's all wrapped up when he punches somebody and they get turned into a box.
1: Ooh, a classic James Bond moment. He has some pretty close relations with his pals. Yeah. I feel like we haven't had a good sexual tension it's our a co-star moment in a bit so that was fun to watch James Bond hit another man's ass with a riding crop that was pretty nice that was pretty nice (laughs) wait you didn't talk at all about the jockey race that ended up having a bunch of uh off school courses
0: silly traps oh yeah (laughs) so Zoran back when the movie was still about force cheating at horse races for some reason completely unrelated to the plot at large Zoran challenges James Bond to like a, a steeplechase and then they pull up to the starting line he's like also these 30 other guys with scars on their faces <laughs> are going to be doing the steeplechase with us and James Bond's like this seems I I, I like to just kind of ride horses and he goes if you stay on your horse you keep it and he goes mm, fuck yeah all right <laughs> let's do it I, I want a free horse and they do it but it's the whole steeplechase course which is something that I was not familiar with. Nope. It's not it's not a cultural icon for me, the, the sport of steeplechase. But they're like they jump over a barrier and then one of Zorin's henchmen presses a button and the barrier gets taller. They jump over a barrier into a pool of water and Zorin presses a button and the barrier moves further from the water. Yep. So it's harder to jump. Like it's just it's it's an entire steeplechase course built to have traps in it. That is so specific and so James Bond of like, what's a rich person thing? How do we make it dangerous? Yep. In a fanciful way. That's a good call out. It was I like very, that. Very a lot. fun. Um, all right. Who's your character? Who, what character do you wish had their own spinoff movie?
1: Everyone died in the end is the thing. Prequel? Oh, you know, I would like a story about the man that has to train the horses and thinks he's just here for the good of horse riding job. Yeah. I feel like that would be a fun little story there. I imagine there's just some regular folks just hanging out here.
0: There's a. there's for a, the ride. There's a pretty solid comedy miniseries out there as an idea of like James Bond villain henchman mm. who mm. just thought this was a legitimate enterprise.
1: Genuine. And Hang they're
0: on. like. My horse is really good. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I trained the best horse. Anyways, my boss installed a bunch of traps on the Steeplechase <laughs> training course today. It was but pretty crazy. I say, unsurprisingly, prequel about Max Zorin. I want to see his Playboy younger days. Yeah, how does he meet Mayday? What's Mayday's deal in in general? For sure. What's their What's their origin story, Claire? Do you have any characters that you're especially interested in?
2: I would say like a Lord and Jurassic Park. Style film or series about the geologists.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that the star of Jurassic Park is Laura Dern for you. Yeah. <laughs> Because me too, as she is, as she should be. It's not Sam Neil.
1: Y'all know that guy's name, I don't Sam Neil. Who that is. Exactly. exactly. <laughs>
0: he's the lead. He's the main character. We <laughs> all
1: know the main people are Jekyll, Jekyll and Mordor,
0: <laughs> the hottest people on the planet. We'll go around the room. Claire, you can go first because I expect you might skew our ratings. But out of ten, what would you rate? A View to a Kill, the last Roger Moore movie, your second Bond movie. I think this one was.
2: I don't know, maybe I was like, I had the adrenaline of the first one. I think the first one I saw was better than this one. So, I yeah, I'm not crazy, right? <laughs> if my scale is like is like that. I,
0: your opinions are your own.
2: They are. <laughs> I need validation. But... We're getting on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with three. Not as bad as it could be. It could have been a zero or a one or a two.
0: Those are the other numbers below <laughs> three. So. All right, Claire giving it a 3 out of 10. Super different opinion on this. I thought this was way better than the last movie by a long stretch, but I according to our ratings, I liked the last movie by a good bit. This is a 7.5 for me. The middle bit that was like essentially nothing. Mm-hmm. Really I it skewed it for me, but I'm going to give it a 7.5.
1: Yeah, I I'd actually I'd like to give this one a 7.5 and drop last week's to a 7.
0: Well, you can't do that, but this one's definitely 7.5. <laughs>
1: Dang it. I not
0: This is, it's just good. It's not the best. Mm-hmm. It's not the second best, mm-hmm. but like, I would watch this movie again. Maybe. Eventually.
1: One of these days.
0: Yeah, not <gasps> tomorrow, but I would watch it again. Up next, we are done with Roger Moore. May he rest in peace. The oldest James Bond to ever do it. Up next, we have The Living Daylights 1987 with Timothy Dalton. Who the fuck? Did you watch Shaun of the Dead? Yeah. Well, he wasn't in that. Did you watch Hot Fuzz? Yeah. Yeah, he was in Hot Fuzz. He was was a guy in Hot Fuzz. I don't know. Timothy Dalton, he's a British actor. You probably haven't seen him in much else. But all I know about these is it's kind of like we're trying to get to the grittier James Bond. Oh, hell yeah. 87 lethal weapon had come out, and they're like, "Ooh, this should be violent now. So
1: he's going to, like, fight, fight. He's going to
0: fight, fight people. I, I remember a scene of him throwing somebody into a series of gears that grinds them into meat. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Shake It and Stirred. For now, I'm Evan, and that's... Alex. We'll catch you next time.